Blog Talk Radio. you guys could join us today definitely going to have a great time so it's going to be a great show and definitely welcome in get settled in get your popcorn I want to thank you for joining us here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show we're going to have a fantastic show for you and definitely at any point that you wish to join the show you are welcome here on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk show any point any time any place Phone number is 516-418-5572. Again, it's 516-418-5572. Please feel free to call in. We're going to have a great show. We have not only the blog talk going, where you can listen to us and talk to us. I'm streaming this live on YouTube so you guys can watch too. So all the songs that you're going to hear tonight are provided by none other than Sam Scola, and those songs are available on YouTube and Spotify, and definitely you're going to hear a lot from Sam Scola because the intro songs by Sam Scola, not only that, the next song we're going to play is by Sam Scola, so I want to thank Sam Scola and his beautiful wife, Mary, so we also got to thank our wonderful sponsor, let me do that right now, I want to thank Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce, so delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. Definitely feel free to visit Chef G's right here in beautiful Tampa, Florida. You can visit him right at 301 South 22nd Street, Tampa, Florida. And then if you cannot go to Tampa, that's okay. You can feel free to visit him at flbbqsauce.com, 
bbqsauce.com. My man, Chef G, is doing some big things. Go to the website. Check it out. Not only does he have great sauce, he can come out and cater your event. He just did a big mega event just the other day. You got to check out those pictures. The food looked absolutely delicious using this same sauce. I felt like eating the screen when I was looking at it on my cell phone. Delicious. Check it out. FLBBQSauce.com. You cannot go wrong. I'm telling you right here, folks, stuff is delicious. So, so delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So, FLBBQSauce.com. In fact, we're going to play right now. None other, the Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song, sang none other than by Sam Scola. So let me get that cranked up for you right now. Let's go ahead and play the Sam Scola, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song. Counting for the variety, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Natural flavor, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce, Florida gold honey mustard on burgers and ribs, tasty fusion on pork and sausage, a classic taste for chicken steak tips, a hot. On meatballs and ham It's a cookout treat Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce Serve on fish and vegetables Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce Chef G's Florida Barbecue sauce. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. Don't forget to visit Chef G's right there at FL. BBQSauce.com, and it's FLBBQSauce.com. Thank you so much. Uh, great sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. Thank you. So, yes, folks, we got a lot to go over, a lot to discuss, a lot to get into. And, again, if you feel you want to join at any time, the number is 516-418-5572, 516-418-5572. So, yes, we got a lot to go over. And... Let me start with that. First and foremost, for those who don't know, this week, I would say weekend it happened, Cam Newton was having a 7-on-7 tournament, you know, and to make it to make it a long story short, basically some of the guys they tried to jump Cam Newton. That's what happened. You know, and, and you know, verbal altercation started. You didn't really get to see that part in the the video but you know i gotta give cam newton some credit you know he's six six man's diesel he held his own but that's really the gist of where the fun starts you know as far as the laughing it really isn't a laughing matter at all 
I watched this in, in, this incident. I heard some of the interviews. This was actually when you got some of the, you know, the details after the fact. It was some of the coaches. They were joined back and forth with Cam. It started from the parking lot, according to what the the coaches said. It just kind of brewed and got bigger and bigger, and it led to what happened by the tent, by the staircase. And to me, I'm just going to keep it real. And even if Cam Newton hears this, I hope he does hear what I have to say because this is important. I really, no matter what people say about Cam Newton, about good or bad, I think what he's doing with the camps, spending time with the kids doing this, is absolutely beyond measure and noble. I will even go so far to say that I actually went to a 7-7 camp. And when I went to the 7 camp, not only was Cam Newton there who had a team, Deion Sanders was there who had a team, as well as Ray Lewis was there who had a team. So it was definitely a big event. It was highly competitive. And it was definitely great that I did go out there to kind of see what this 7-7 seven seven was really about. I only heard about it prior to me showing up. And when I actually got there, I got a chance to see the players, see the level of competition, see what this is all about. I could definitely see, based on me being there, how things could get contentious, how things could turn ugly. Because the way it's already set up, me having a son who plays flag football, not to that 707 degree, but just doing seven on, just doing flag football with my son, I've been out there enough to see how the parents are, how the kids are, and I could see how the coaches are, how a situation that is even you know, bigger players, older, how that could turn bad quickly. Let's look at the facts. When Cam Newton has done the 707 camp, prior to this event happening, he had a couple of the kids get very disrespectful to him. Then it happened, in, you know, we saw a, a, quite a few of those video clips. Then we saw a pretty bad incident where a kid was being so disrespectful. He said, you're, you're about to be a free agent. We're about to be a free agent. We saw that. The kid, you know, the kid ended up apologizing, but that was after it went viral. And after it was a bad look. So, having said this, I just think that this is a time where I think Cam Newton needs to reevaluate. And with all due respect, I think it's very noble what he's doing, but I think he needs to walk away from this. Not walk away, actually run away. Because you could see the writing is on the wall. Luckily, with this last incident, no one got seriously hurt and even worse. This is Atlanta, Georgia. Somebody just needs to go to their car. I don't have to say anymore. You could kind of fill in the blanks what could happen next. You might be 6'6", but that's not going to matter if somebody uses, you know what I'm saying. The fact of the matter is this situation is getting way too contentious and getting too dangerous. You're an NFL MVP, Heisman Award winner. You have, you know, millions in a bank. You've done great for yourself. Whether you play in the NFL or not anymore, you've already had a successful NFL career. You know, it's probably not going to end in, in Cooperstown. It's not going to, I'm sorry, it's not going to end up in, um, you know, the Hall of Fame more than likely. I, I will see, but it doesn't seem like it's trending that way. But regardless, it's still a very successful 
football career. I've done the numbers. I've said it before on my show. The average NFL tenure is three years, three months. Three years, three months. That is the NFL. NFL, no fun league, but it also can stand for the not-for-long league. Unfortunately, this is what you get when you deal with the NFL. I'm going to talk about the business about the NFL a lot later in this broadcast, but for now, I would just tell you, Cam Newton has played a lot lot longer than three years and three months. He's gotten himself been to the Super Bowl. He's got an MVP. He had, you know, a couple years in there where he was considered the best player in the NFL. You know, years later, maybe not so much. Injuries kind of caught up to him. Time kind of passed on the by. This is what you get in the NFL, unfortunately. It doesn't always have a Canton happy fairy tale ending at the end. That's just the reality of the NFL. The reason why Cam needs to back away from this incident and back away from doing this is because if you, luckily for Cam, he didn't throw any punches. But this situation could have gotten to the point where he had to throw punches to defend himself. And guess what? If you're Cam Newton and you throw a punch at someone, you hit someone, even if you're defending yourself, that person still has a right to sue you. And you might be like, well, I'm going to win in court. Yes, you might win in court, and that's debatable, depending on, you know, the jury, what happens, what people's opinion, interpretation is, you know, how that is. But on top of that, if you go to court, you still have to defend yourself, which means that it's going to cost you time, energy, and money. So even if you do win at the end of the, the court arrangement, you still lost because it costs you money to defend yourself. So Cam Newton doesn't need to be involved in this. You know what I'm Like, I will say this much. The way Cam, you know, the way his personality is, the way the people and the clientele that are at these tournaments, this is a recipe for disaster. Yes, if he was, let's say, coaching tomorrow or the day after, more than likely something doesn't happen that soon right afterwards. But I feel as if you give it another year or so, yeah, it's probably going to rear its ugly head again. This is a sign. Just take a look at the history. If I'm Cam Newton, I'm pulling the plug on this. There's nothing wrong with walking away from a situation that is you're trying to help, but not only is it falling on deaf ears, people are being very disrespectful. And that, let me just stop right there. That disrespect is going to grow even larger because when you were going to be a free agent, like, you know, the kid was so, (laughs) he articulated, it was still new and fresh. The further Cam Newton gets away from playing, it's going to become more of a reality that he may not re-enter the league, which means there's an opportunity for these guys who are jealous, these guys who are not really going any place. Guess what? They're going to look at Cam as being more and more of an equal, and they're going to think they're above Cam because they might be younger, they might be playing, they might have some talent, and now the disrespect is going to get higher and higher and higher and higher. You need to remove yourself from this situation. I cannot say it any more clear than that. That's just the bottom line. You say you did your best. You did something noble. But sometimes when you do something great, it's not always reciprocated. That's why I even told the kids when I did my all-pro dad meeting that when you do something nice with somebody, just go ahead and do it from the bottom of your heart. Don't expect a thank you. Don't expect anything from them. 
Because if you expect a thank you, you expect them to roll out the red carpet, you expect them to show a lot of appreciation, you are going to get your heart broken more often than not. I've seen it time and time and time again. So this way, when you do something nice, you just do it for your kindness of heart. If they say thank you, they show that they're really appreciative. That's just, you know, that's wonderful. But don't do it for that expectation. Don't do it with the expectation of getting something in return. That is not the way you're supposed to give things. And it will end up, believe it or not, going a 180 and you will be the one that got your feelings hurt. There's nothing wrong with walking away from a situation that's not turning out the way you want it. Now, I'll give Cam credit. He apologized, but to me, yes, he may have went a bit far with the trash talk, but I really don't think he really owes an apology. You were out there helping out the kids. Yes, it was getting too contentious, and maybe Cam could have done things to de-escalate, but at the same token, guys attacked you. You understand? People talk trash all the time. The guys attacked you. And that's a discredit on our black and brown community. You guys, I know when we get together, these things unfortunately happen. But I'm speaking to the black and brown community. You got to do better than this. You got to do better than this. This is why, you know, folks don't like it when we get together because stuff like this usually comes up and it rears this ugly head. I'm going to talk about a golf tournament that I had the pleasure of going to. And this was, you know, the black golf tournament. I will tell you a lot more about this incident about later, but it, I'll just say it like this. It runs along the similar lines as to what happened with Cam Newton. It didn't happen this year, but I will tell you about what has happened in the past. The black and black community, when you see somebody who's coming out to help you, especially a guy like Cam Newton, yes, he may not be playing the NFL right now, but that doesn't give you the right to go ahead and try to knock him off his pedestal. It doesn't give you the right to be disrespectful. It doesn't give you the right to be belligerent. It doesn't give you the right to swing on him. You understand? You go ahead and win a Heisman. You go ahead and win a national championship. You go ahead and win an an NFL MVP. You go ahead and cash millions of dollars. You play eight years in the NFL plus, where the average is 3.3 years. Three years, three months. I've done the math. I've done the research. You go ahead and do all of that. Then come back to me, and we'll talk. So it doesn't give you the right to go ahead and demean somebody. Yes, he hasn't played in the NFL. Yes, he's not a current player. Yes, he's not on a roster. It still doesn't give you the right to be disrespectful, demean the guy. He's trying to help the community, and you should recognize that. Hey, if it's me, I'm looking at it like, hey, here's a guy who played in the NFL. He played with, you know, Christian McCaffrey. He played with a lot of the stars that are playing now. Maybe I could pick his brains and learn about the business of the NFL. Maybe he could teach me something. Maybe we can, you know, be cool. You don't go there and try to swing on the guy. It's unacceptable. I don't care if he was talking trash. I don't care. You attacked him first and foremost. I'm just going to say 
black and brown community, we got to do better. We have to do better. Having said that, we're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about the Bucks. The Bucks have to secure a couple of spots. They have to secure Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, and as a result of that, as they say, and this unfortunately is the case, they say three is a crowd. Unfortunately, this week, they because of cap space, they had to let Shaq Barrett go. For those who don't know, Shaq Barrett is a two-time Super Bowl winner. You know, one of the big reasons why the Bucks have won those two championships recently. Unfortunately, you know, he and his wife had a, a tragic incident that has happened uh, involving their two-year-old daughter, Raya, who, who uh, unfortunately had a a drowning in the family pool. I hate to bring up things like this, but prayers go out to him and his family and his wife. And, and this is part of what I was talking about when the show started about the NFL, the NFL is, there's a reminder of this and I've covered the XFL. I'm going to be covering the UFL this year, this season. I was at the XFL championship. So I've, covered enough football to tell you being from a guy who covers a league who get a chance to meet the players get to know them get to meet the family they get to know me I could tell you that there is a dark side to the business of the NFL and with Shaq Barrett at no fault of his own here is where it lies you know the club needs to they need to have a quarterback and Mike Evans is in a great position right now to get re-signed because Mike Evans has a lot of chips in the game. Mike Evans is going to be – he's going to get a gold jacket. That's just the bottom line. Whether you love what he's doing on the field or you don't, you know, that is the fact. He's going to be – you know, he's going to go ahead and get himself in Kenton. No, Ken. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm talking about – you know, I'm talking about Mike Evans. When Mike Evans' contract was coming up, I even said myself that, you know, it's probably smart for the Bucks to go ahead and pay him because you want a guy who you drafted, the Bucks drafted as a first-round pick, to end his career and be enshrined in Canton with your jersey. Plus, he would get the honor of being, you know, a Bucks ring of honor. And beyond, but you don't want to trade him now because that will be a kink in the fairy tale ending that people want to see. People want Mike Evans to retire as a buck. That's just the way it goes. And definitely, definitely, I just say to myself, the Bucks do have to to kind of sign Mike Evans when it comes to Baker Mayfield. They have to sign a quarterback, and I don't think you want to go out and get another quarterback who has learned the system, play with the guys that you have now who maybe have a year or two left. So the Bucks are in a position where they kind of had to let someone go, and unfortunately, that third person they had to let go was Shaq Barrett. You know, I, I saw his his comment of what his uh, wife had to say. I'll even I'll even read what his wife had to say. And it says, while the news is out, this is what she's saying, quote, unquote, 
and we are sad, but truly it's a business and Tampa will forever hold such a special place in my heart. The community we have here is incredible. We've never felt so loved and valued. Thank you to the Bucks who undoubtedly have become family through the hardest year of our lives. The love and support they gave us is unmatched and we are forever thankful. Who knows where the next road will lead us, but for now we're enjoying the off season and we're excited to see what what's next. Hashtag 2GBTG. Let's go Bucks. And you know, you kind of you, you this is the hard side of the football business and it rears its ugly head and in the XFL is I'm we covering the UFL this year. It's going to rear its ugly head there and it rears its ugly head in the NFL. Unfortunately, you know, Shaq Barrett, I'm going to miss him as a player and as a buck and someone in the Tampa community because he does wonderful things. I mean, his wife, you know, prayers go out to him because of the unfortunate tragedy with his daughter. That was just heartbreaking, you know, to lose a, a two-year-old daughter. Just recently, you know, me and my wife, we just adopted a two-and-a-half-year-old son who, you know, this was last week. So it's tough for Shaq Barrett. You know, don't take it personally. Hopefully Shaq Barrett will come back to the Bucks. But this is the unfortunate thing when it comes to professional football and sports. Nobody's irreplaceable and nobody's name is written in stone, unfortunately. Very, very few people, I should say, names are ever written in stone. That's just the reality of pro sports. So I definitely hope Shaq Barrett finds another great home and does come back here to the Bucks. He definitely deserves it. You know, I, I got nothing but respect for Shaq Barrett and his wife and his family. So props to Shaq Barrett. Let me give him a round of applause for everything he's done for the Tampa Bay community. So, yes, we're going to talk about the UFL. Speaking of that, we're going to switch gears and talk about the UFL. You guys got to go out and get those tickets because today, believe it or not, is March 1st. And the season is going to start March 30th. Training camp is already now about a week in. So I see some of the pictures. I, I get a chance to see what they're doing. They're doing big things there down in Texas. And it looks like it's, it's, it's getting go time. I mean, guys are building chemistry, doing things. They're having it now where, you know, you can go ahead and take a look. You can have an open practice, just like the pros. So I'm going to let you know for people who are listening and watching that I am trying to plan to go down there to go to a training camp, to go ahead and check it out, to give you guys some inside information and see how it is at the UFL training camp in person. That is. So I'm working on that. No guarantees on that. I have to still go through proper channels. I don't think it'll be an issue, but I am working on getting down there to give you guys some backstage insight on training camp. It's not as convenient for me, you know, just being full disclosure when it was here in Orlando to go out to Texas. It's not around the corner. It is something that I have to kind of plan and prepare for, if you know what I mean. Can't just, you know, go around the, can't drive an hour. You know, actually, Orlando was about 
two hours there, two hours back, but at least it was drive away. You can drive to Texas, and I have done that drive before. It's not that easy. It's something you have to kind of prepare for. So I'm just trying to look at my schedule, look at times and dates that works good for them, times and dates that works good for me, and hopefully the weather definitely cooperates so I get to see something in action. But the goal is to go down there, check out training camp in person, give you guys some behind-the-scenes looks, and March 30th, I'm looking to be there too. So it's already starting to get a little busy, and it, it, I already see you know the clips of what they show. I'm telling you, it looks it looks great. You guys got to get your tickets. You got to go out there and support. You know, thank you so much, Yusuf. So uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. You know, that's a a great honor for for us, me and wife, to adopt Byron. It's official. He's our son. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there is. It's a it's a great thing when you go ahead and you take in a, a child and. And you look after them just like they're your son. I have a natural born son. I have adopted son. I have now I have two adopted girls. So he became number three, our third adopted parent. But I love them just like I love my natural born son. They're, you know, when you take care of kids and you watch them, they are part of the family and they are, you know, who who a part of you are. So no conservatorship, none of that stuff with Alan Alfred family. He is adopted. You can check, you know, the, the, you know, my wife is not as public as I am. So we didn't share the pictures publicly. It was, you know, said, you know, publicly, but not posted up publicly, I should say, just because uh, my wife did not want to. So we have to, you have to kind of, honor your wife's <laughs> wishes there but yes i we are very very proud we're very happy and we're so blessed to have byron i'm so happy and that that right there already made my year so this is like icing on the cake going forward you know we've we watched him since he was three months old he's now two and a half so it, it's not as official we're, we're very very proud and very happy and May God bless our family and God bless Byron. So let me give a, a Byron a round of applause there. Thank you so much, Yusuf. Really appreciate that. It's awesome. And yeah, so I'm definitely going to try to go down and watch the training camp. You know, I have planned that with the family. The great thing is I'm thinking about planning going down during the spring break week. We didn't really have anything planned this time as a family as far as going out of town. So that might be a good, a good opportunity for me to maybe go a couple of days, two or three days down there to go check it out and then be ready for the start of the season, March 30th and see how it goes. It, it, you know, I've, I've said it before and I even told a couple of people, you know, on social media that, I feel like it's starting all over again. I had like a great situation with the XFL. Everybody knew me. I knew them. It was so easy to get information on players, things that was going on here. It's a different vibe. You know, it's a different vibe. I kind of feel like sometimes starting all over again. I feel like I'm kind of pulling teeth, but at least I've gotten a response from the UFL. Unfortunately, some of my friends in the media have not. So I'll just leave it as that. 
So I'm blessed that I've at least gotten responses. I am definitely planning on going down there and see how the training camp is. I don't expect anything other than outright professionalism, outright guys who can ball because you're down to, you had 16 teams, you're down to eight. And the level of team is, is going to be, it's going to be crazy. So the question is what team are you supporting in the UFL? The close teams are Birmingham and Memphis. That is true. I was looking to cover the Birmingham Stallions. That was the goal. They're the closest proximity to me. I have not gotten confirmation from the league on that either. That's where I'm at. So it might end up being, who knows? It might end up being the Brahmas because the thing is, you have four of the Guardians on the Brahmas there. You have, you know, for some reason, I feel like as far as a team, the Stallions don't really have much players that I, I'm familiar with. Whereas the Brahmas do, you have Savion Patton, Quentin Dormady, a quarterback. You have Devin Darrington, and you have, and and then you have Cody Latimer. So all of the four of them are familiar with me. I'm familiar with them. So there's just more of a familiarity there. I have actually been to the Alamo Dome. The last time I was there was at the XFL Championship. And yes. It is closer to Birmingham Stallions, but I just, I don't know. That's the thing. With the new way they run in the league, I don't know. Uh, you know, I would assume the Birmingham Stallions, but I just don't know. When I go, I think that's a, another great reason for me to go down there during training camp to kind of feel the waters, test the waters. A lot of time when you see people face-to-face and they see you, that's really a determining factor of kind of like, what you're going to be able to do and what you're not to be able to do. I think that would be kind of like play it by ear and see where they're at. This is the XFL. This wouldn't be an issue at all. I mean, that's, I mean, it, I would already know where I'm going, where I'm at, but the league is doing things differently. You know, I just, I'm, I'm kind of playing by ear, but for now I would say the Birmingham stallions, that was the goal because of proximity but that's could be determined. We'll see how it goes when I come out there for spring for um, training camp. I'm pretty sure I'll get a good vibe after being out there, maybe two to three days where I'm going to end up or how it's going to play itself out. But we will see. We will see. I definitely, we will see, you know, on that note, you know, we're going to definitely, I, I do think, that this league is going to have some great talent. I, I don't have any doubt about that at all. I, I really don't. I know that there's 75 players that they're allowing in training camp per team. That's one of the tough things about the football business is that 75 guys will not be around come March 30th. That is just the hard reality of the sport. As great as the pool of talent they're starting with, the, with the 75 they're going to unfortunately make trims and cuts from there. And in fact, to give you guys the story, the first XFL player I've ever interviewed, not mentioning their name, but they did not make it to the actual opening day roster. So between the time I met them and between the time training camp ended, unfortunately they were released. That's just the hard reality of pro football sports. So, 
I did see some of the clips that they put out there. It definitely looks like guys are, are doing big things, you know, um, destroying, you know, uh, the, the punter who's got, you know, 6 million followers. He's doing big things. He's competing for a spot. So it's going to be interesting to see. And it almost seems like when they post up stuff on social media, for some reason, it feels to me as if they keep posting most of it for the San Antonio Brahmas. I mean, maybe it's just me. Excuse me one second. But I feel like they post a lot of stuff with destroying, not hating on what they're doing over there. You know, I don't run the social media team, but they put a lot of destroying up there. He gets a lot of coverage. They give my my good buddy Quentin Dormany, Savion Patton, and they give, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> you know, Cody Latimer. And it seemed like, and they just kind of circle a wagon with those guys. And I'm like, that's great. But, and, and they give Luis Perez from the Arlington Renegades, they give him a lot of props. They give Bob Stutes a lot of props. So I am seeing some familiar face in the XFL, but I don't, they'll put up something with the Stallions, but it's usually just the coach and that's it. And it's quick. They don't usually put a lot from what I've seen on social media and what I've kind of reshared and reposted. It's usually a lot of the Brahmas that keeps kind of filling up the thread. So maybe that's a sign that, <laughs> you know, maybe that's a sign. So we will see. And I will kind of keep you guys posted on the UFL. Also, you know, I'm going to give you guys also some AFL news too. You know, I don't, I'm not sharing anything right now because they, the AFL has asked me not to disclose anything, but you will start seeing not only me giving you some insight on the UFL, but you will also, if you've already noticed me sharing insight on the AFL as well. And I just think it's good for you guys to know these things. And the reason why it's probably good is because the coach of, just so you know, Coach Shiver, who is the AFL coach, he's very good friends with Reggie Barlow. So if the UFL does release a player, which has happened, those players usually get you know referred to by Coach Shiver and the AFL, and they've picked up some players that way. So, hey, I'm all about giving players an opportunity and giving them an option for them to showcase their talents. If it doesn't work out with one league, it might work out with another team or another league. I definitely am doing my best to give the players as many opportunities and coaches as they can to bring awareness to it. So it's only fair that if I'm covering the UFL, I don't exclude the AFL as well to give them, you know, Hey, if a player does not make this roster, which is going to happen, there's 75, they're not going to have 75 players on that by the 30th. It's only cool if somebody gets released or cut that somebody from the AFL gets a chance to pick them up. You know, instead of their career ending, and that's the end-all be-all, Kurt Warner is a great story about that. In fact, Kurt Warner's son is playing in the UFL. There is a lot of great little sub-stories about the players that are in the UFL this time around. And it's it's going to be great to see. I have already 
a lot of questions on my mind when I get down there to ask some of the players. So we will see how that goes, you know, and so if you ask me, I would definitely say I'm leading towards the Birmingham Stallions, but, you know, I've learned in life, you kind of have to go where the Lord and God leads you to. You might have an, a, my, your mind for something, and God kind of leads you someplace else. You got to go with the flow. So we'll see how that goes. And it's going to be fun either way. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Things. This is a this is definitely a different territory for me. And this is why I'm glad that I did not pull the plug when the Guardians, unfortunately, as I predicted and I expected, was not going to make the mar the the merger. I'm glad I did not just jump ship and just turn turn around and just walked away. I, I felt like it's, you know, you still want to support, you still want to go ahead. And the question is, have I spoken to T-Buck after the merger? I have not. I have not spoken to T-Buck. I, I would love to kind of hear where his head is at. You know, I definitely would love to talk to him. I don't know if he's up to doing an interview just yet. And I think it was a good thing initially for me not to talk to him because out of everyone that has played with the guardians has played for the XFL, believe it or not out of everyone. And I felt bad for tons of people, but the one person I stood out and felt the worst for was coach Terrell Buckley. I felt the worst for him because there's nobody that's plan. I have interviewed more times than coach T buck and the reason why I felt the worst for him is because I know how hard he worked. I know how he how hard not only did he work on the field and off the field. I know that he was always trying to be a gentleman in class and always say the right things. Sometimes, you know, some people don't like real talk, but I understood where Coach Buckley was coming from all the time. And why I felt bad for him is because I know he was trying to get his get back in year two. You know, he lost, he won one game. He was a first time coach going through the process. When you're a first time coach, you're going to get some, you know, some, how do I say growing pains? You're going to get those things. And I know that going in, you could prepare for a lot, but you can't prepare for being the head coach of a team for the very first time. He wasn't an assistant head coach. He was not a coach that, you know, was doing a collegiate program as a head coach and then came over to UF at the XFL. He was never an assistant or head coach. And I'm not saying that to diss him. I'm just saying you have to have a realistic expectation, which I did, but a lot of people did not. But I could see the mature, the maturation in his coaching and I really did feel that year two was going to be a much better year for the Guardians and Coach Buckley. So much so, he was getting the team ready. He was getting players scouted. He was active in a lot of the open showcases. He was there. He was preparing for year two. And he did say at the end of the year, one thing that he did fall victim of, I can understand, was he fell victim of the fact that he felt peer pressure to take some of the players that he probably did not want, but some of his other coaches did want in other positions that they kind of wanted. So he kind of went with the flow. When you don't have the experience and you kind of 
or getting people or your staff to help you, yes, I can understand why you could feel a sense of, okay, I got to hook you up because you hooked me up. I got to take this player. Maybe I don't really want this player, but to make you happy, I'm going to take him. He did say he did feel some peer pressure and took some players in his first year round. The second year round, he was not going to make that same mistake. He was going to be taking the players that he felt was going to help the team win. I do believe that coach would have had a better second year round, but instead of him getting a second year round, (coughs) excuse me, he, uh, he has on his record one win, nine losses. That's what people are going to look at when they look at Coach Buckley. And that's not fair, but that's what is going to be on the record. And he doesn't have another coach position as of right now to kind of rewrite that ship. It's kind of like you have the worst season, your first season as a baseball player, and you work your tail off in the offseason and you're ready to go, and you've learned from your mistakes, and you know that year two is going to be a lot better for you. While year two doesn't come around, they cut you right before you get a chance to play. So it's like, I got to go on my life with that bad record on my shoulders without me getting my get back. So I do hope and pray that Coach Buckley does get another opportunity somewhere, some way down the line. If it's not a head coach, it's another coach for one of the UFL teams or college coach someplace. Because I think he's a he's an outstanding coach, outstanding man. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Coach Buckley numerous times. I can tell you the guy's a class act. I've got a chance to meet his wife. You know, I actually went to Texas to watch him get inducted to the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. That was another great opportunity I had. I got a chance to go down to that event and meet Eli Manning. And, you know, Coach Buckley was there. I got a chance to meet his wife, got a chance to meet his best friend. So you build a bond with people. And I haven't asked them for an interview yet. I feel as if that day or that time where we're crossing paths is getting closer and closer. And when that time, I don't want to force anything but what I do kind of want to get his reaction on everything and I still follow him. I know he's, he's, he's hanging out with his wife, enjoying life, but I know professionally, I know he probably has a lot to say about this whole situation. And again, it's none of his fault. He was the guy who got a chance to hang out with the rock, got a chance to hang out with, Danny Garcia, he was a great ambassador for the XFL. It feels like if there was going to be acceptance to the rule, Coach Buxley would have got it. But unfortunately, when there's a merger, these things just – it's like, you know, you're going to – there's some people that's going to be let in, some people that's going to be let out. It's already a different vibe for me covering the, covering the league. I could clearly tell you – I could absolutely clearly tell you there is a – it's night and day – the way it was when I was covering the XFL, the way it is now. I hope and pray it gets better, which I have a good feeling it will. The XFL did start off a little rocky, but after they got used to me and I got used to them, it was just kind of just took off. I feel like that's going to be the same situation here in the UFL, but I have to kind of go through those growing pains and they have to learn me, they have to learn, you know, how I cover, they have to learn that, you know, I'm nothing but positivity. In fact, shout out to Coach Buckley with the way he handled a very contentious situation for those who didn't see when 
I felt as if a reporter was doing some Bush League reporting and being rude and, and crass to Coach Buckley for no reason. I mean, th- well, I shouldn't say that. There was a reason why they were doing it, but the reason was for their own agenda. They wanted to go back to their boss and say, yes, they drafted ABC, one, two, three, in that order. That was their first pick. The league, to their credit, made a decision, which wasn't Coach Buckley's decision. The league made a decision that they were not going to release the players one, two, three, four, five, because they wanted to give all the players that were signed an opportunity, give them the best opportunity to go to the next level, whether it be the NFL or beyond. They wanted to give those players the best opportunity, so they didn't say, okay, yeah, we drafted such and such ninth, we drafted such and such tenth, we drafted number whatever, three or four, and there was two or three guys ahead of them. They didn't want to do that. So they did not release the order. Coach Buckley said the company line, and, you know, he said what the company wanted. And just by interviewing him so many times, I kind of got a feel of, you know, what Coach Buckley, what he basically will let you know and what he won't tell you, so to speak. And I could tell there was no sense in me pressing him for it because he wasn't going to say it. And, you know, there's no reason for me to be rude, which I wasn't, but obviously somebody thought differently and they went to town being rude to Coach Buckley and Coach Buckley handled the situation probably better than 98% of the people out there would have. So, you know, even when he's being grilled by some Bush League reporter, he even still said the right thing. So, I am looking forward to speaking to Coach Buckley, and more importantly, I, you know, even if it's not on camera, I, I just want to feel how the guy's doing, how you know his head is at, and you know what his thought process going forward in his coaching career, those type of things. But more importantly, I just hope that he's doing good and he's in good space. I believe he is. I just kind of would like to hear it from him. But, yes, I do feel as if me and the coach, Buckley, the time is getting closer for us to cross paths. I have not reached out for him. Not to say he would or would not do the interview, just that I'm going to let the man enjoy life for now and kind of play it by ear from there. I know that we will cross paths again, though, at some point. I just know how this business works. You go out there. You uh, cover the sport. You do the right thing. Eventually, you will cross paths with somebody, whether it be a player, coach, it's just how the football community works. So the time will come where me and Coach Buckley will cross paths. I hope the man is in good good spirits. It's nothing that he did. This was strictly strictly business, as they would say, unfortunately. But out of all the players, all the coaches, all the staff, the person I felt the worst for with his merger was Coach Buckley, when it became official that the Guardians were not going to survive the merger. And that's just the real talk. But we will see. Definitely, I'm going to play it by ear and hope that it's the Birmingham Stallions. But for some reason, spirit is leading me towards the Baramas. We will see if that changes. And, you know, props to the Baramas. They have a great, solid fan base. Props to, you know, the Arlington Renegades, the D.C. Defenders, 
definitely St. Louis. You know that they're going to pack the house. It's going to be probably sold out. I heard that that thing is – I would be surprised if almost every game was not a sellout or close to a sellout. So at least you know the markets that they've picked. They they got some solid fan bases, that's for sure. It's really cool how people are making their own – you know, their own uniforms, they're, they're doing their own thing. That's 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 fantastic. Make sure you guys get your tickets. The single single game tickets are available. Season tickets still available. And a couple of people I did see online was complaining about $5 increase or a couple of dollars. Hey, it's still a lot cheaper than what you can get if you went ahead and try to get NFL tickets. So go ahead and get them while you can. The sooner you act on tickets the cheaper you usually pay when it comes to, in most cases, I wouldn't say all cases, but in most cases, but I will keep you up to date on how things go with the UFL. And I did want to let you guys know how a, an event, I got to thank Larry Mitchell, the CFBDC six annual black golfers tournament was awesome. I went out, I've been there, I believe, four out of six years. I, I know I missed the very first one they had, and there was one later that I missed, not last year. I believe it was the year before. But out of six, I made four out of six. But, man, it is awesome. It was a great time. For those who don't play golf, let me tell you, when you're a supporter of an event, you come there with a great attitude, great things happen to you. I supported all but two holes at the tournament. Larry's a good friend of mine. I come out there to support, come out there to have a good time. I'm going out there to enjoy the day. When I go to Larry's tournament, let me just let you know that I'm not coming in there. Yes, I want to win a tournament, but I'm not coming in there ultra competitive. And the reason why I don't come in there ultra competitive like that is because I feel as if some golfers are going to do some shady stuff. They're not going to keep the accurate score. They're going to fudge on some scores. I've seen it before. I know how these these type of tournaments work. Not all tournaments, but I've seen it in some of these tournaments where, let's just say, not everybody's playing by the same set of rules. And that's to say it nicely. So I don't come in there with the mindset like this is, this is, you know, this is the Masters. We got to win. We got to win. I know some guys coming in like that. And there are certain tournaments that I might come in with more of that mindset. I don't come in with that mindset with Larry because I know this is support charity. A lot of guys are not keeping the most accurate score. Let me just be real. And not only that, if you have some deep pockets, you can, I wouldn't say buy the tournament, but you can put yourself in a very good situation to win a tournament. Put it like this. The people who won the tournament had a score of 47. And how do you get to a score of 47? You support, like I did, times five, which they did. Construction company supported big time. They got some deep pockets. They supported big time. And, yes, when you support through these holes and you give large donations – Yes, you can get a one on the score. We we as a team collectively did it for one hole. I'm sure they did it for multiple holes. And hence, a score of 47. So props to them for being major contributors to this tournament. So not all tournaments 
are like that. But yes, I would say I don't have the mindset of, you know, let me try to compete. I know I'm pretty good at golf, but I don't have that mindset. Last year I brought my kids, and this is what I was talking about earlier at the top of the show when it came to Cam Newton and the black and brown community. You guys got to do better. You got to do better, okay? When I had went to last year, I had brought my kids to the tournament. On one of the holes behind us was impatient, and they wanted to hit. When I got paired up, I'm a pretty good golfer, but I got paired with three other gentlemen that were beginners. And I'm not hating on it. That's what Larry gave me. Me and Larry are friends. He gave me some beginners. Make the best out of a bad situation. Anyway, the people behind us wanted to go ahead and hit. And they were playing as if this was the Masters. So what they did was they went up and just hit the ball, which was dangerous. And the beginners, they got upset. And there was an argument, a full-blown argument, on one of the holes. And my kids were present. And because of this contentious situation, no no hands were thrown or anything like that. But it was very contentious. I did not bring the kids out for this year because of that incident. That's what I'm saying. When we get a lot of us together, you guys got to act better. Okay? You got to act better. Especially, and it gets even worse when there's competition involved. You know, you got to, later on in their defense, the group that was all wanted to go, when the tournament was over, they literally apologized to me when we got to the clubhouse. So I respect that. And I appreciate that. And it was all good. But I would have preferred there not be this contentious situation. I would have preferred that. It didn't happen that way. But they did apologize. But, yes, come on, guys. We got to do better, especially when we get together. You got to understand people are watching. That's why they don't. They try to shut us down when we try to get together because of these reasons. And sometimes it's hard to argue their position because of that. Just think. I will leave you guys with this. Just think. Years ago, we couldn't go to a golf course. Singular. One of us. Now you can go as a group. Don't ruin a great thing. Don't make it bad for the next person behind you. Top of that, same thing with Cam Newton, we got the 707 together. Don't ruin a, a great thing. Try your best to be on your best behavior and always understand, is this worth throwing hands? More than case than not, it's usually not. Okay? Emotional maturity and being able to control yourself will get you a long way in life. You have to be able to control your emotions. Having said that, I want to let, again, thank Larry because me, you know, I went ahead and supported all but two holes, and guess what? I ended up winning the 50-50 raffle, and on top of that, it was an awesome time. I had a great time. Got a chance to see a big nine, almost 10-foot gator. He literally walked right across. The lake was on this side. He walked right across the fairway into the other pond. You know, usually when I go to that hole, usually the gators hang out right by the water. 
They usually just chill out there. No, today he wanted to take a stroll, and he strolled right across the green, right across, I'm sorry, not across the green, right across the fairway into the next pond. You had to see it, and I got great videos and pictures of that. But it was a great tournament. Thank you. Thank you so much to Larry Mitchell and the CFBDC for having an outstanding event. I can't thank you guys enough. It was wonderful. It really was. It really was wonderful. I enjoyed it tremendously. And and so, yes, got a lot of great events coming up next week. I don't want to spoil the prize on those, but I will let you know I am planning on going to training camp, the UFL training camp, as well as going to kick off and start off the opening day. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to this caller right now. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. How you been? Good. That's so great to hear from you. So how you been uh, as far as how do you think things are going to go for the Bucks? I mean, I'm sorry, the Bills this coming up season? Well, I hope they go good. I know, right? It's going to be, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be great to see and man, you're you're doing big things on that Saturday show. You guys have an idea of what you're going to be covering? Well, I know. It's going to be a milestone show. I'm not sure if it's going to be covered. Okay. All right. So or what the milestone even is. You have to tune in tomorrow to find out. That's right. That's right. In fact, let me let the fans know. Got that number right here. Got it saved. Definitely make sure you guys call in between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. My great friend Lou, 512-543-4662, 512-543-4662, between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. And also on YouTube, just type in the Enhanced Sports Show, and you guys will be able to check out their awesome show. So big things. Do you think? In your opinion, that Josh Allen is the number two quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes in the league. Yes. All right. She, she thinks you know he's number two, Josh Allen. Yeah. So he's he's uh doing big things. So it's gonna be great to see. But yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on the Bills for the next season. I know you will too. And definitely, I'm glad to so glad to hear from you. Thanks. All right. So always awesome. And I'm going to look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Yep. All right. So tell Lou I said hi. Sure. He didn't call in? I I didn't see him. Uh, you know, I don't know if he didn't call, if he called and I, I missed his call, but I didn't see it. I, I'll say it like that. I didn't see him. But I would love to hear from Lou. Okay. All right, but um, definitely. And anything else you want to tell the great fans? Uh, fans, call in to Lou show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yo, that's right. Five one two five four three four six six two. Five one two five four three 
888-346-4662. I'll make sure they call in. Make sure you guys call in tomorrow between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. I'm going to be calling in. You guys got to make sure you call in, too. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be too. Okay. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much, Diane. You're the best. Thank you. How are you, Alan? Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. All right. You have a great night. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so that's awesome. We got a chance to hear from Diane. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing. You know, when you play golf, folks, try to be hold up to that standard of golf is supposed to be a gentleman's game. You got to go out there and try to enjoy the day. And yes, you want to compete. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is a line. And you don't want to cross that line. Remember, it's a gentleman's game. You can beat people without being petty. You can beat people without being crass. It's a gentleman's game. Act accordingly. And you'll enjoy it. I I love playing golf. You know, of course, I love it when I'm playing even better. But golf is a tough sport. And... You don't always, every shot is not a hole-in-one. That's just the reality of the situation. But you just take it in stride. And I know I could have actually played a lot better than I did on Saturday, but I still enjoyed myself. That's the great thing. I I had a fun time, you know, leading into the tournament. I would have wished I would have gotten at least one or two practice sessions in prior to it. Time did not allow. And it showed accordingly. But I'm looking forward to the next golfing event, golfing time. It won't deter me. Hey, I hope, you know, I'll, hey, it gets more and more fun every time I go out there and play golf. And I hope the same is for you guys, too. So definitely. And what I'll also mention is what I did tell someone else at the golf course is, doubt for a moment that Tiger Woods doesn't have the will to win, but in order for him to win a tournament, he has to do this first. He should just walk the car, the course, walk the course and see if you could physically walk the course without even swinging. See if you can physically walk the course for four days and see what result you get. Just do a simulation, walk, walk the course and see how you feel and see if you can make it. Because if you can't walk the course for four straight days, unfortunately, no matter how great you are, you won't be able to compete and win the course if you can't walk it for four days. So try that. See how it goes. And go from there. But I think the, the biggest thing for Tiger is he has to be able to at least get through that hurdle and then go from that step there. Then see if you can swing and hit for four days straight and make it and see how your body feels from there. So if you can walk it, maybe next day, maybe do an interim step, maybe walk the course for four days. Then next day, maybe take simulation swings. See if you can make it four days. Now take your actual club and see if you can walk four days straight and hit and compete. Even if you don't get a great score, just see how you do just doing the routine. And then go from there. And you can 
play and make it through those four days, then you know that if you could physically do that, you that's a step, big step, and you just kind of take it from there. So that's my advice because if you can't walk and you can't hit the golf course, you know, the hit, hit the ball for four straight days and walk it for four straight days, you are probably going to have a tough time winning that golf course. You won't be able to win. That's just the reality situation. But the great thing is I have a lot of great content for golf coming up. Weather's starting to get nice. So keep yourself in tune with that. And I'm going to keep you guys up to date with all things UFL, AFL. I'm going to keep you up to date to NFL and golf. And, you know, whatever happening is, I'm going to dabble into some boxing too. You know, I know I took a break from that, but I'm going to get back into doing some boxing for you guys too. I've actually had my eye on that as well. So props to definitely Larry Mitchell and the CFBCD. And I definitely want to go ahead and give my great friend a lot of props here. I want to go ahead and give Sam Scola, you know, definitely the songwriter. And let me give you that right there. Thank you, songwriter Sam Scola and wife Mary. And if you want to go ahead and sign Sam, you want to listen to some more of the music, Sam Scola songs are available on YouTube and Spotify. You can check them out there. And on top of that, there you go. Sing along with Sam. Sing along with Sam at gmail.com. Reach out to Sam right there. If you have interest in doing some big things with Sam, making it easy for you. Got your phone number right there. Again, thank you to songwriter Sam Skull and wife Mary. Sam wrote all the songs here, and they're available on YouTube and Spotify. Sing along with Sam at gmail.com. So definitely check them out there. And in fact, we're going to go ahead and play another Sam Skola song, and that is none other than the Chef G's Florida Barbecue Song by Sam Scola. Let me go ahead and play that song for you right now. Chef G's Florida Barbecue Song by Sam Scola. So let's bring that on, play that out, and see how that goes. Let's do that right now. Thousand for variety, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce, a natural flavor. Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce, Florida gold honey mustard on burgers and ribs. Tasty fusion on pork and sausage, a classic. For chicken steak tips, a hot heat wave on meatballs and ham. It's a cookout treat, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce. Serve on fish and vegetables, Chef G's Florida barbecue sauce, Chef G's. Florida barbecue sauce, Chef G's. 
Check them out, 301 South 22nd Street, Tampa, Florida. And then you can go ahead and check them out at flbbqsauce.com. Again, it's flbbqsauce.com. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So make sure you check out Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song and check them out there at flbbqsauce.com. Again, it's flbbqsauce.com. Get yourself some of that great sauce, folks. It is delicious. Chef G is doing some beautiful things. You got to check out the website, flbbqsauce.com, 301 South 22nd Street, Tampa, Florida. So delicious and addicting, you may need a support group. So thank you, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce song, for being our great sponsor. Love me some Chef G's. And you guys will, too. You can try it out. Definitely. But yes, you know, it's winding down here at the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. So make sure you save that number in your phone, 516-418-5572, 516-418-5572. That is the live call-in number. And if you missed us today, you can save that number for next week, 516-418-5572. A lot of big things coming on. Definitely stay connected. So I want to thank you guys for watching another great episode and listening to another great episode of the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. We'll be back Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone, 8.30 p.m. CST. So I'm looking forward to having a great weekend. I hope you guys are too. It's the first day of March, so make it a big month. And make sure you guys be blessed, be well. We're going to end the show with another great Sam Scola song. It is the end of the show's song by Sam Scola. So thank you so much, Sam Scola, for being our great musician. So definitely don't forget to check him out on YouTube and Spotify. Sam Scola, thank you so much for being our great songwriter. And that's singalongwithsam at gmail.com. Singalongwithsam at gmail.com. So we're going to go ahead and end the show with none other than the end of the show with Sam Scola. So let's play that great song right now on the Allen Alfred Sports Talk Show. Thank you, guys. Be blessed. Be well. Until we meet again, take care of yourself for now. Oh